comes the Y'all don't really want it like Welcome to the Big 3 NRL Fantasy Podcast with your hosts, MG, Fish, and Steve. Brought to you by NRL Fantasy Renegades, be sure to like the boys on Facebook. Also subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Welcome, people, to Episode 6 of the Big 3 NRL Fantasy Podcast. With your hosts, MG, Fish, and Steve. Alright, we're here once again to talk shit about NRL and NRL fantasy. So boys, let's kick it off. How did uh, your teams pull up, Mr. Steve? Uh, yeah, not too bad considering um, I had to play Mr. Robert Jennings who got uh, zero. Um, other than that, I got 940. Um, not the worst score I kept in JT, so pretty happy with those updates. Um, just an overall pretty, pretty solid round considering I had a guy get zero, so you know. Neither here nor there. Um, yes, yeah, so I got uh, 971, and I didn't get a guy that got zero, but I had Marmolo, got 17, um, but 971. I won my matchup, so can't complain. MG, what about you? Yeah, well, uh, I did pretty well this week. Um, I won my head-to-head matchup. Uh, by the way, I can't remember who I was playing. It was someone Shit. fucking atrocious. Yeah. What's his? Oh, it was you, Steve, actually. <laughs> oh, was that the guy who won the league last year? <laughs> Mate. We'll Are you even an eight this year? It's okay, it's okay. But uh, I got nine, uh, nine seventy nine. Um, I captain Smith. Um, yeah. And had a pretty solid, uh, pretty had had a pretty solid. Not outstanding. Like I had um, Elijah Taylor and McCullough that had pretty average scores. But then again, I had like Jay Brom. Um, had seventy two, which not that many people have. Um, other than that, that's probably my only real point of difference that no one really has. Um, but no, pretty solid all around. Pretty solid all around. Um, how'd your matchup go, Fish? Who'd you play? Did you win? Um, yes, yeah, so I played um, Bostox in our league, and he got 910, and like I said, I got 971. Um, it was pretty close towards the end of the matchup, but he had Robert Jennings as well, who got zero, um, and then I had uh, Jonathan Thurston captain to his Cameron Smith, which pretty much won the matchup, so stoked. All right, not bad. Uh, I suppose we might as well kick straight into uh, our round 21 review. Um, all right, Friday night, we had the Roosters 38 points to 28 over the Bulldogs at Allianz Stadium. Um, top fantasy scores, boys, in that game was um, RTS had 70. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. RTS had 78. Jared Bawea Hargraves had 62. And Boyd Cordner also had 62. Um, boys, I think the Roosters are just going to continue their march on. Steve? Great game. I thought uh, it was definitely the game of the round. Roosters started unbelievably well. A um, little bit worrying for the Roosters to concede 28 points straight. Um, you know, best defensive team in the league. But just just a great game. And, you know, we really enjoyed it. We actually shot down to old Jupiter's uh, casino here on the Gold Coast to watch that game. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was, a, it was a cracker. Yeah, like you said, Steve, we're at the casino enjoying a few, uh, few uh, beverages. And uh, it was a great few game. Wars. Uh, very high scoring, and uh, the Roosters, you know, like you said, it wasn't the best that they conceded 28 straight points, but, 
you know, they showed the heart of a champion there. And uh, I think they scored 17, uh, 16 unanswered points at the end there. And uh, that Jennings tri- uh, Jenning tries at MG. What a try that was! You know, yeah, it, was it was going, try. it was going dead, going dead. Never give up on a, never he give up on a play. He is an absolute. But I think boys, the uh, Roosters really, um, really got the go forward from uh, their prop forward, Mr. Jeremy Hargraves, just mm. played with an absolute heart. Um, yeah. That one, one, that one run that he did was um, that one where he busted the line and just set everything up. I don't know. I'm just. I've got a man slippy again, Mr. Yeah. Bishop. <laughs> over uh, Jeremy Hargraves this round. Yeah. Well, um, I think they were talking about uh, last night on the Matty John show how. Uh, the Roosters were sort of up, you know, 20, 22-0 or 24-0, whatever it was, um, with Hargreaves on. Then when he went off, they conceded all those points. So, yeah, he, he's a crucial factor for the squad. I love watching yeah, him play as well, bro, um, because he's always smiling. He's just a great great yeah, player to watch. He loves it. Great love guy it. to have in your team. Yeah. Loves smashing people. Um, boys, the other Friday night game saw a bit of a shock to most people, but saw the uh, Tigers 34 points to 16 over the Storm at Leichhardt Oval. Um the fantasy scores, boys, in that game, the top three was uh, Tedesco with 85, with his million tries, million try assists. Uh, Mr. Captain Mr. Captain Reliable, Fantasy Reliable, Smith, uh, 58, and Jabron with that try, busted him to 72. Um, boys, how surprised were we that the Tigers defeated uh, the Storm at Leichhardt? Um, uh, I was a little bit surprised, but we talk about it you know, quite often that the Tigers probably every five games play an absolutely outstanding game, and this is obviously that fifth game for them. I mean, the last time they played this well was probably against Rabbitohs, um, but they were just outstanding, and Tedesco was on a whole other level, and oh, he's just outstanding. He's the Tigers good. did well. Yeah, talk, talking about that sort of what Fish had to say every five games, I know that the one before they smoked up the Rabbitohs was the Bulldogs, and they bet them by 40 points or something. It's just must be so frustrating being a Tigers fan. They seem like... When they're on, they can beat anybody, but just so inconsistent. And yeah, I think they're rooted at the bottom of the table, even though they're knocking over teams in the top four, top eight. You know, it's just must be hard to support. Yeah, well, the top top four, top eight. The Storm, I think, the way they're performing, apart from this game, they'll definitely be in the eight. Um, whether they'll make much of a run in the eight is questionable. But yeah, the Tigers just shocking people with that score. Um, and then you watch this week. Yeah, I'm not too sure they're playing, but they'll probably lose by fifty. Oh, they'll play the Knights or Titans and lose. Yeah. Away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at, at home. Yeah. yeah. Hard Who are they actually playing? You are playing. They are playing the Raiders. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you lose. lose at, in Canberra, too. I'll yeah. let you lose that game. Um, but, yeah, so it's pretty much that game. Uh, the first Saturday game, boys, saw uh, the Sharks 18 points to 14 over the Warriors at Mount Smart Stadium. Um, first of all, the top three fantasy in that game was Paul Gallon with 69, Simon Mannering got 68, and Valentine Holmes got 52 but, boys, the Warriors, they look as though they're really going to struggle without SJ. No? Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just such an important part to the Warriors. Um, I always thought the Sharks would probably get there in the end, and they just showed what sort of class they have, you know, all over the park. I mean, Valentine Hones on the wing. We'll talk about later, but his try he scored is outstanding, and um, they, just, they just got it done. Yeah, I think, boys, also not having SJ, but also missing Bodine Thompson and Ryan Hoffman as well. Um, having like Vete and stuff there, um, and having Sebastian Ifo, um, I think the the uh, the Warriors really need those players to punch through. Yeah, I thought um, the Warriors were pretty. You know, they were pretty solid to be fair. Um, you know, they didn't make a lot of errors. They were pretty good on defense, but 
at the end of the day, they just didn't quite have the talent to get over the top of uh, the Sharks. You know, Mannering was centimetres away from scoring at the end of the game. It could have been a bit of a different story, but the Sharks just a, a quality squad. I think if the Warriors played that against most other teams, they'd probably get home, but um, the Sharks, you know, other than losing those first four games of the season, I think it was, they'd be right up there, and, you know, I think they're up to fifth now, and I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I heard um, somewhere today they've won seven out of their last eight games. Yeah. Yep. So they're making a serious run, eh? Yeah, well, I reckon if you looked at the table, um, taking away those first four rounds, if they're not on top, they'd be damn close. For sure. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk about it later on, but the um, the Sharks have got another very possible uh, game they can win um, this week, being at home, but we'll get into that later on. Uh, boys, the second game we had on Saturday, night, on Saturday sorry, was um, the Cowboys, 32 points to 24 over the Raiders up there in Townsville. Um Boys, the top three fantasies uh, in that game was uh, Jack Whiten got 66, JT 65, and Sean Fenson with a solid as a rock 60. Um, boys, I think the Cowboys were maybe a tad lucky to win that game. Yeah. Um, you know, they're down 18-0. Uh, they got a try. Someone made an error. I forget who it was from the Raiders just before uh, halftime. It was that Leilua. It was past to Leilua. It was a big rocket pass. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, um, I think there was about a minute to go on the half and they're still up 18-0 or 18-6 that stage and Morgan crashed over him. You just knew. Yeah. You know, the Cowboys at home, they've got so many points in them. Position was going to swing. JT, you know, his try is just outstanding. That pass, incredible. And the Cowboys are such a good team to watch, and we've talked about it before. I think they're everybody's second team, and you know I really hope you know that the Warriors look like dead and buried this year. That the Cowboys can get home and win a comp. Yeah, like you said, Steve. Um, there's not too many teams that get down 18-0, and you still feel confident they're going to win the game. <laughs> and they actually were one thirteen plus, uh, apart from yeah. Baptiste scoring right in the end there. So they did it comfortably in the end, but. Um, that JT pass around the corner, around two players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was Granville. Uh, oh, just what a pass and what a player. And uh, talking about the Raiders, a lot of positive sign for the Raiders as well. I think they've been um, way over expectations this year. And you know, Ricky Short's bringing a lot of starch, starch, starch to that defense. Um, yeah, they've been good, and I think they're building towards a really good team next couple of years, especially with uh, the players they've got coming there next year too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, boys, the second or the third game, sorry, we had on uh, Saturday night was a bit of another bit of a surprise. The Seagulls absolutely thumped the Broncos, forty-four points to fourteen, uh, there in Central Coast Stadium. Uh, the top three fantasy players from that game, boys, was Jamie Lyon got seventy-six, Valetti Matteo the Potato got sixty-five, and Corey Parker with a solid fifty-nine. Shock horror. Um, Boys, the Seagulls, what a performance. Absolutely shut down Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, like, um, it just shows the the class they have in that back line. I mean, this week, uh, Tom Turbo uh, Trevojevic, he scored a, a fantastic try, and he actually hasn't been named this week. He's been dropped back to under-20s. Who's starting over him? Matai. Uh, Matai. Oh, my God. Um, Here so, comes a shoulder injury. Oh, but Four it, minutes just, in. it just shows the, uh, the quality they have in the back line there to have someone like that, you know, can't even crack first grade at the moment regularly. And... Uh, I, I, I just struggle to understand how Corey Parker got 59 and uh-huh. a team that got defeated by 30 points. I just I just don't understand that. How did he get 59? He's a fantasy god. Um, the Seagulls, same story all season um, when they've been healthy anyway. The Fords just have to match the team they're playing and they'll beat almost anybody because that back line's outstanding. Uh, those halves, you know, we all know they're outstanding and 
like I said, if, if the forwards for the Seagulls could just stand up and find a way to match the team they're playing, they can put points on anybody. And, you know, the Broncos have conceded 44 points. Outstanding effort by the Seagulls. And they still are a chance, you know, with all those teams around the bottom of the eight all losing. They're only two points out of the eight now, the Seagulls. And, hell, if they get in there, they could they could make a bit of noise, I reckon. And, um, boys, I want to talk about that Jamie Lyon kick. When yeah, he was going out... You know, he was getting dragged out. He kicked it right in the field. It bounced to, I think it was Horror or someone like that. Outstanding. It's crazy. He is crazy. an absolute gun. Just to answer your question before uh, there, Mr. Fish, Corey Parker's 59. How it came about was the most solid of base stats you'll see. Respect. A solid 29 tackles, four tackle busts, one offload, and 169 metres. So was he was actually one metre off getting a 60. No missed tackles. No missed tackles. Only that, one that, goal, probably. There was that was it. Yeah, because I know there was a couple, one, no, at least one goal that he was off. Mm. That's crazy. It was absolutely That's, solid as a rock. That is, our, that is our, and he, uh, he was carrying an injury as well. Uh, he there was actually a chance he might not, might not even play. It doesn't have him down here in the stats breakdown for a goal. So he must have been off for that. Wow. I can't even remember who kicked the goal. To be honest, for the try, it would have been uh, Kahu. Oh, it was Kahu, remember? Because yeah. you were joking about it. You said he's a solid kicker, and then yeah, he missed it. He missed it, yeah, which is a shit absolute kicker. vintage. Anyway, boys, um, Sunday came around pretty fast. Saw uh, the Dragons 46 points to 24 over the Knights at Jubilee Oval. Um, the Knights started well, and then the Dragons just decided to start playing some football, boys. Yeah, like um, if the Dragons were ever going to win a game, um, this was the game. And BJ Marshall, what a gun, what a try. But MG, what were the uh, fantasy scores in that game? Yeah, sorry, boys, the fantasy uh, scores in that game, the top three, Widdop got 86. Dugan got 70, and Clydesdale got 69 with that uh, pretty good try that he ended up scoring. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty decent game. It always is when it's uh, nice and sunny. Always plenty of points on offer when you're playing the Knights. But, yeah, um, the Dragons, oh, you know, I don't know if they're going to make much noise. The Knights are just horrible to watch. Pretty forgetful game. And the end, just other than that Benji try he set up, was um, absolutely outstanding. Classic Benji from uh, 2005. Like uh, we watched on oh, Matty Johns, um, I'm pretty much in line with what Matty Johns himself was saying, that maybe now the Dragons have got that winning feeling back, maybe they could string a few wins together. I mean, they're playing the uh, I think they're playing the Warriors um, next round, which is very winnable for them, with the Warriors sort of struggling a bit with a lack of confidence. And we know what happens when the Warriors don't have confidence. They get they get pumped a bit. Um but Fish, what do you think? Can the Dragons get on a bit of a run, maybe? I think they could possibly get on a bit of a run. I'd have to see um, you know, what their run home is like. Um, I also think that there's a good uh, pick up there in Merrin coming back. He's back from suspension this week. He'll come off the bench, add a bit of you know, oomph to that uh, four-pack. But Love to see how many minutes he gets, too. Um, if, they, if, they, yeah, if they somehow sneak into the eight, I don't think they'll make too much noise, but they definitely uh, won't be losing their last five or six games. Yeah... To answer your question, MG, will they make much noise? You know, the NRL's a funny thing. Anyone can beat anyone, but no, nah, I'd probably say probably not. Um, I think they probably may sneak into the bottom of the eight, though, uh, and maybe play a team like the Storm or the Sharkies first round and uh, probably bow out. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, anyway, the seventh, the second game on Sunday saw the Rabbitohs 20 points to 16 over the Panthers at ANZ Stadium. Uh, the top three fantasy players from that game was uh, Sutton got 75, Cartwright got 68, and George Burgess back to some good form of a 65. Um, boys, what did you make of this game? I thought it was 
pretty average game. I'm glad to see the Rabbitohs won because I had a bit of money on them, one to twelve. But um, Steve, much of a game for you? Nah, not much of a game to be honest, mate. Um, Panthers actually played pretty damn well and were probably unlucky not to win, but the Rabbitohs were not at their best. I think they'll be the first to admit that. And you know, Penrith were playing for their season pretty much, so you knew they were going to come out and give a big effort. But they just don't quite have the strike power there at the moment with Cartwright. You know, he had a half-decent game, but he just makes so many mistakes in his own half and must drive the bloody coach nuts. But I guess that's what young players do. But, no, nah, pretty forgetful game, mate. Yeah, like, um, I'm really tired of hearing about, um, you know, Bryce Cartwright this, Bryce Cartwright that. He needs to be told to not offload the ball inside his own half because he's doing my head in it. I don't even support the Panthers, eh? Um, but like you said, Steve, the, the Rabbitohs just had a little bit too much power there over the Rab- uh, sorry over the Panthers. And I just want to ask you boys real quickly before we move on, your thoughts on eight points right there? Yeah, I'm not convinced. Um, I know where they could have come from with Aaron Gray coming in and sliding and hitting Lewis Brown um, in the head with his knee, but I think the I don't think the intention was there with the knee to try and take out the ball or take out his head or anything. I think Aaron Gray just thought he was going to be held up a little bit higher and try and come in and hit the ball. I don't see him attacking the player or the ball purposely with his knee. So, no. Okay. I reckon it definitely uh, should have been an eight-point try. You know? they, they talk about high shots and things like that, and they you know classify them as sort of intentional shots, like careless or intentional. Um, it doesn't matter how it comes. It's still a penalty. And, you know... Aaron Gray did not push his arms down or anything. He wasn't trying to grab the ball or anything. You know, fair enough, he's probably just trying to slow himself down. But long story short, he need the guy in the head at full pace. Um, I don't think that's legal. If that was a tackle out in the outfield and, you know, Brown went to ground and Gray comes in leading with the knee and knees him in the head, it would be a penalty. And that was what constitutes eight-point tries. So I don't really – can't figure that one out. Yeah, for me personally, Steve, I don't really have uh... – Either way, I don't really care either way. But um, do you reckon that they possibly have that in there as like a bit of a myth? Because we don't really see it. Do you think it's sort of there, but they'll never call it? I think I've seen it twice. And how long has it been around? Two years. Like, I couldn't, I, couldn't even, I, I agree, maybe once or twice, but I've seen, I, I couldn't tell you what game it was. No, I know there was the Warriors got one. The, one of the very first games that was ever brought in, I think I'm pretty sure the Warriors actually got one. True. And we yeah, remember saying the Warriors never get any calls. It's like it's like the send off, bro. That doesn't happen anymore. It's like a myth. No. So I yet, just yeah. wonder. I wonder if it's there to cover themselves, but they never. Call, they'll well, never. You call know it. how much worse can you get? Like I, 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 dropping yeah. a knee mm. on a guy in so, the head. It doesn't matter. Like I know what MG's saying. He's saying it wasn't intentional, but that doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if it's not intentional. You don't. You might not. You can't come in for a high shot and hit him high, and it's not intentional, but it's still a penalty at the end of the day. And you know, what else do you got to do? It's just it drives me nuts. And yeah. like Fish said, the referees need to grow some fucking nuts and just make oh. the call. Well, it's a blatant knee in the head. And this whole thing about like when teams I'm, – I'm moving off here a bit, boys, sorry. But when teams make, you know, like a break, the oh, other team ones, the other team will just intentionally yeah, slow them down. definite send-offs. And, you know, when we were younger – and I'm, you know, oh, we're not well, – back in my day sort of thing. But, like, when Sound we were like younger – Sound now, mate. <laughs> when we were younger, that was 10 in the bin. And now you can give two or three penalties away, and it's just mate, don't do it again. Yeah, because the, ref, the refs are too scared to make a call because the people will arc up and their jobs be in jeopardy if they say it's a, the wrong call. 
That's all it is. They are too scared but to the, make the but call. But the teams, it, it, it fucks me off because the teams are now programmed to, to slow it they down. Will. Of course and, they and are. How no, many it, times did it happen on the weekend? It happened at least five or six times. Every, every time there was a break. And every and single time. But as the, the problem is they need to bring in, say, like everyone talks about, the, the five-minute five suspension. Sure. Five-minute suspension, well. Five-minute oh, I'm, I'm hearing Simbin. Yeah. Sit them down for five minutes and that, act, that gives the, uh, the players – the, the other team a chance to score yeah. when they've done something dumb but the thing that like just just going a little bit even more off topic was the one when Lesnar Mao smoked Snowden Snowden was gone for the rest of the game and that was right at the start of the game too. and that was right at the start of the game where the Raiders I think the Raiders were winning at that time Snowden was going forward and he's he is their number one go forward guy and so okay let's just let's just take it even more off topic again grand final happens let's just say Cowboys are playing the Broncos Corey Parker's making some good offloads, getting some players in like some second phase going. Let's just have someone who doesn't play that often, John Asiata. Let's just come on, get him suspended for four weeks, and just take take his head off and knock him out for the game. Like something's got to happen. Yeah, like uh, it's and the sad thing is that that's got to happen before the, happen. before the NRL makes a decision. It will happen. And I know Stephen's got thoughts about you know having an 18th man for when that happens, and it probably is going to eventually go that way. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the, the argument against the Asian man is people saying, oh, they'll they just put it. a playmaker there and they'll fake it, blah, blah. But all you've got to do is you've got to have a doctor, even if it's a team doctor, he's got to put his integrity on the line to make a call to say, this guy's concussed, he's got to come off. If he gets found out that he's not, you know, this Fine. guy's a doctor. There's a lot of people, you wouldn't trust many people more than a doctor. He's got to make the call he can't come back in the game. And if he can't, you can bring your 18th man in, you know. A coach can put a playmaker as 18th man, but I don't think it'll happen because you're not going to take your number one playmaker off. The NRL has makes enough fucking money they can afford to have an independent doctor sitting at every game. I agree. And when something like that happens at like a crucial stage in the game, they can say, no, I think you're talking shit. Independent doctor, have a look at him. No, brainer. Is he smart? Is, is he good? Is he not? No, he's fucked. All right, sweet. You're you're suspended and you can bring on 18th man. Yep. I tell you what, though, that is, you make great points there, boys. But I tell you what, on that... On the weekend in that night's game, we didn't need a doctor. No, you could easily see that Snowden was out too. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, for sure. Armel gets to play. Yeah, well, he probably probably missed a couple weeks, but he gets to play the rest of the game. It's and stupid. Dragons win. Absolutely stupid. Um, boys, let's quickly shovel on to the end up round twenty one. The uh, the best game of the round, boys. Titans <laughs> twenty four to fourteen over the Eels at Seabus Stadium. Boys, I think I was the only one that uh, showed a heart and was co watching the uh, spelling bee on Channel Ten and. Uh, <laughs> The, this uh, beautiful, beautiful spectacle of rugby league. Um, first of all, before we get into it, boys, the uh, top three fantasy scores were actually pretty good. Pete's got 69, uh, Junior Paula got 69, and Nene McDonald got 61. Um, Fuck. But, yeah, boys, what a fucking yawn fest this was. I Go, hold on, I want to ask you, how many minutes Fish and Steve combined do you reckon you guys watched? I reckon it was about... Probably 17. I watched the last 15 minutes. I watched about 15 minutes. So. There you go. So 30 minutes. Um, I, I couldn't have told you those top three. I could no, not no. have told you those top three. I wouldn't have guessed either. I could have because as a, royal, like, a loyal rugby league fan, oh. I actually watched uh, most of the game. But yeah, I don't fun. think any of us would have much to say about the game. The one thing I would like to talk about, though, is Junior Paulo. Like, I've talked to you guys a little bit about him, and you guys know I rate him. I reckon he's a pretty damn good player. Um, he's best probably suited coming off the bench, you know, for maybe 10, 15 minutes, probably 15 minutes at a time. And he makes a massive impact out there, and he, he really bends hard. the line. He's got an error in him, don't get me wrong, but he's he's a hit man as well. He's got a good shot on him. And, uh, yeah, I really rate him. I reckon they've got a good one there. They've just got to sort of uh, nurse him along and 
a little bit of fitness, push those uh, mistakes out of the game, and he'll be a great player. Yeah, well, he does have those tendencies to be pretty lazy. But, um, yeah, he, he's a great, great player. Once he's got the ball and he actually want, and he gives a fuck, he's mm-hmm. going to run hard. And you saw, you guys didn't see, but he put on a couple of good shots as well. Um, and, yeah, he's definitely uh, forced to be reckoned. Is he a Kiwi? Probably. Oh, with that name, you've got to think I must it. say, like, if he's a Kiwi, you know, we've got a pretty good team there, Tomalolo, things like that, but he wouldn't be the worst player ever on he's the probably bench. Not a, he's probably, yeah, he could be a Kiwi. But oh, mate, like, you never know, like Tamo. I mean, that's a Kiwi name, but then, oh. Palmerston North. Mate. He's playing for Palmerston North, yeah. But, but I mean, no, I'm saying that he chose Australia. Old yeah. Easter Islander. Oh, but he could be like Tonga or someone come straight here. We don't mate, know. I don't know. He'll be a Kiwi. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Alrighty, lads. Uh, now that round 21's all wrapped up and done, I think it's time we move on to our weekly segment of uh, fucking bullshit and uh, highlight. Mr. Fish, what were your fucking bullshit and highlight moments of the round? Um, my fucking bullshit moment of the round was Mr. Benjamin Hunt with his 15 points. Yeah, um, cool. I know he lost uh, 44-14, but an absolute gun at halfback, only getting 15 points. I think he had eight missed tackles. Um, it's a you just Brooks can't justify desk. that. And it does soften the blow a little bit, the fact that pretty much anyone that's a contender has him. But, I mean, like I said, boys, 15 points, that's just that's just not going yeah. to get it done, really. It's a very, very poor effort at all. Um, any comments there, Steve, or just want to move on from that? Now, my, my fucking uh, bullshit moment of the week is not going to have one. Um, I don't have a bullshit moment of the week. You don't have a bullshit moment of the week? Really you, just, you love the NRL that much? Not well, I'm trying to think of something, but th- nothing. You know, the one thing I didn't like was obviously their Panthers um, with the eight-point try, but other than that, I'm really struggling. What um, about just your I'd like to go straight to the highlight, guys. And uh, my highlight was, it's a bit of a double whammy. Um, it is against the team I like, but it's the Sharks' defense and also Valentine's Holmes try against uh, the Warriors. You know, that try, you know, this kid's 19 Absolutely outstanding. You know, he's going to be the fullback for the next few years there. And I um, really enjoy watching him playing. And just also, the Warriors had so many repeats, set so much position on the Sharks' line. You know, they nearly scored at the end there. And the amount of times the Sharks made try saving tackles and forced the Warriors back, you know, they're outstanding. Yeah, I agree with you, um, Steve. You know, Valentin Hones, what an absolute gun he is. Um, My highlight of the week was the Benji Marshall try and that the Dragons finally won a game after what seems about 50 years. Um, the Benji Marshall try when he did the, the no-look pass slash no-pass to um, Jason Nightingale, and then the Mitch Rain over the back pass as he's going over the sideline, and the Benji Marshall pick up and the score. Almost fucked it up. Almost fucked it up, but what an absolute try, and it would actually rival the Broncos uh, try they scored at, at the start of the year. I don't think it's as good as the Broncos. No, I don't think as well, uh, but it's yeah, definitely, definitely up there for sure. For sure. Uh, boys, my fucking bullshit moment was... Uh, MCC's performance, not only this week but last week's as well. I thought last week was just one one time that he wouldn't that he wouldn't pull finger, but a fucking twenty seven uh, for MCC again this week. It's really fucking pissing me off because I brought him in uh, a few weeks ago now and he got a couple of good scores, but um, I'm lucky that uh, the guy I played this week was had a real piece of shit team, so MCC was allowed a little uh, little um, little rest. Um, but, yeah, he's fucking bullshit. He needs to pull fucking finger. Um, I know you boys don't have him yet, but he's uh, he's a gun. Fishy will look at him for a while, but... Yeah, I'm glad I haven't brought him in as of yet, because he's lost a bit of money. A bit of cash, all good. Anyway, um, boys, my highlight this week was uh, Kane Evans' shoulder charge. 
um, on Big Cassiano. He pretty much told Cassiano to sit the fuck down, um, and he loved it. He was fired up. Remind me of uh, Gutenberg. Go which you can hear at the start of our uh, podcast. If you want to uh, look that up, look up Whammo into YouTube with an exclamation mark. You'll see it. Anyway, um, yeah, boys, obviously it was a penalty. Um, very, very thankful we didn't uh, get a, any week suspension or anything, but um, it brings back up the shoulder charge debate, boys. We, um, Where do we stand, Mr. Steve? Yeah, I think um, I quite like the stance that the NRL's kind of shown there. I think... If it's a shoulder charge, uh, it is a penalty. I see where they're coming from in terms of player safety and all that sort of thing. Uh, the medical staff have told them that it needs to be outlawed, and fair enough. Um, but I like that the no suspension. I think if you get a shoulder charge right, um, it's fine. Um, I know Manny Johns was talking about that the risk is high though if you get it wrong with injury. But you know, I, I like the stance I've kind of taken. You know, penalty, um, no suspension. If you get it wrong, you're going to be sat down. Yeah, like um, when we watched it live, we discussed that it would be, you know, two to four weeks sort of thing. But um, I like what the NRL have done and haven't suspended him. You know, like it was a great shot. If you can do a, a shoulder charge and hit the person below the shoulders, then I, I say go for it. But if you get them, you know, above the shoulders and on the head sort of thing, that's when you're going to be looking at a lengthy suspension. So players have got to take that into you know consideration and go, should I go for the shoulder charge and risk being out for four to eight weeks or whatever it may be and put on this massive hit and you know get the crowd excited or should I just go for a normal tackle? So yeah. I loved it. I really did. Yeah, well, I think the um, shoulder charge should definitely be allowed. Um, but, yeah, I've said it, I said it when the game was on that if you do get it right, well done, move on, just a great tackle. But if you get it wrong, you serve... Like if, 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 you, if you get it right, good, well done, move on. If you get it wrong, straight away, if you make contact with the head, above the shoulders, the neck, anything, and no matter if the player gets injured or not, it's a penalty and you're suspended for four weeks minimum. That just sets the standard for people to get it right. But I can understand where Matty Johns was coming from as well on Monday night. He said the, it's, it's too high a risk because... Sure, the player that gets it does the shoulder charge gets a full suspension, mm. but the guy that gets hit could could end up fucked. He could he could end his career. Like, look at what happened to or like Alex McKenna wasn't a shoulder charge or anything, but a very similar injury could occur if you get it really really wrong. Like, just imagine if uh, Kane Evans was a bit fired up and someone like Lachlan Coote or Kane Algie or someone runs at him, he decides to put a shoulder charge on because he's a bit fired up, doesn't have, doesn't have, like, not thinking too well, and ends up making contact with one of their heads. I mean, Kane Evans is what, fucking 120 kilos? Six foot four, six foot five sort of bloke, and Kane Algie is what, five foot nine, five foot ten, um, probably weighs about, probably pushing 80, 80, maybe 80 to 85 keg. They'd go close to breaking their neck. Yeah. I'd get fucked up. Yeah, it's an that's an interesting one. Um, it's all good on Cassiano. Cassiano was 130 kg, yeah. Yeah, I agree, MG. If you get it right, it's fine, but it just has to be balanced up against the risk. But you know, there, there's risk in anything. You know, um, the lifting tackle. You know, people can lift, but if they get it wrong, it's then a penalty or a suspension. And you know, it's just the same with a shoulder charge. You can get it wrong. Like I don't know the stats on how often people get it wrong, um, but I'm sure it'd probably be similar to lifting tackles and. You know, spare tackles and things like that. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, like the NRL have, have drawn a line in the sand and they're going to have to stick with it now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. 
you yeah. know, if there's any other shoulder charge the rest of the year, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that's, uh, that's where we stand, people, on the um, shoulder charge. Fish, you got a uh, little thing for us? Yeah, um, so I've got a little segment, boys, called uh, the Fisher Files. A little bit of alliteration there for your voice. Um, now, my question is in relation to the Rugby League World Cup of 2013. Okay? Right. My first question is, what was the final score? MG, you want to go first? Of the final. Of the of final, final. New Zealand versus Australia. What was the, fi- what was the score in the, in the final? The Australia won eight. I think it was 2014. 38-2. Stevens the closest at 34 to 2. Yeah. Now, my second part of my question is I want you guys to do your best to name the New Zealand team. Uh, the seven well, Start team. to finish. As best you can. Jesus. What, combined? Do so we get do it together? Yeah, sure. Start from right, 1 well, through 17. So seven, one. 7 was Johnson, 6 was Foran. Yeah. So uh, the centers, Kenny Dow. No. Kenny Dow was winger. No, he's not in the team. Uh, Vardavai's on one wing. Yes. Peter Hicku. Oh, Nightingale on the other. No. Peter Hicku. No. Fucking hell. So, so far, just... Fullback, Kevin Locke. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, you've got Kevin Locke, Vardavai, Foran, and Johnson. So, we got... We're just trying to find out number two. Two and and the centres. Two in the centres. Harrell? No, No, Harrell wasn't there. Wow. Wasn't someone or something. Wasn't someone like Matai or someone, was it? No. Yeah, okay, so we've got a guy that plays for the Roosters, a guy that plays for the Rabbitohs, and a guy that plays for the Sharks. Bryson Tuv- Goodwin. Tuivasa Sheik. Yep. Bryson Goodwin, Tuivasa Sheik. Tuivasa Sheik was number two. Yeah, and I take that back. Because he was uh, one of the Roosters, number two. So yep. it was Goodwin in the centres? Yep, he was in the centres. Yeah, true. And it was old uh, the Fuddy Kai. Oh, oh, of course. Of course. Dean Farrow. So what about Dean the fourth there, boys, and the uh, bench? Uh, Gerard Rory Hargreaves. Yes. Isaac Luke. Yes. Sam Matalino. Sam Bench. Uh, ben Madeline is on the bench. Sam Moore? Uh, no, no Sam Moore. Simon Mannering. Simon Mannering is there. Uh, so Jeremy Taylor Smith? Playing? No, Jeremy Smith. What was that? Elijah Taylor playing? Elijah Taylor was starting lock. Yep. Yep. Um, so we've got another prop there. Sam yep. McKendry? Uh, no, you've got another prop and another back row of starting and then... Nathan Fiend was on the bench? No. Nathan Fiend, the most Australian Kiwi what's, ever. What's, what's, what's the pin-up, boy? Sunny Boy. Sunny Boy oh, starting uh, 12. Who is the, who's the other prop? He was He's the best prop now. No, Bromwich. Oh, cool. And then so you've got Madalena on the bench and you've got three other players you haven't named yet. One plays for the Raiders, one plays for the Dogs, and one oh, plays set. for the Frank Paul the Wrecking Ball. Yep, Frank Paul the Wrecking Ball. And who plays for the uh, Bulldogs? And then oh, the, Pritchard or Cassiano. Cassiano and then the Broncos. Alex Glenn. Alex, Alex Glenn. Glenn. So just to recap, that was 1-17. to 17. Kevin Locke, uh, RTS, Fare, Goodwin, Vartuvai, Foran, Johnson, Hardgraves, Luke, Bromwich, Mannering, Sonny Bill, Taylor, Frank Paul, the Wrecking Ball, Cassiano, Ben Mathalino, and Alex Glenn. True. Not bad. Solid team. Solid team, eh? Solid but that team. Aussie team, I'll, I'll never forget that final because they played outstanding. Australia, man. Yeah. Hayne and Morris. They just yeah. played on a completely another level. When I was looking at this, uh, you know, look, looking for a question before, I was looking at the highlights and 34-2 to 2, it was an absolute dominant performance. And 
Um, yeah, just I don't just, think they could have played much. Brett better. Morris actually played. I remember, out of tree. I remember Brett Morris in that game scored a try, and the end goals were so small yeah, yeah, he that he went, dived he to broke, score broke it and then like shoulder, destroyed yeah. his shoulder yeah, on the sure. board at the back. Yeah, World Cup that. final, you can't even get a fucking ground that's more than 110 meters long. Yeah, it's England, uh, last England, they love to sit on the fucking ground. Yeah. yeah, last question there, boys. Who was the coach? 2013. Stephen Kearney. Stephen Kearney. Still is the coach, isn't he? I don't know. I'm just making sure that we were we're that one. Right. Boys, um, I think it is time to talk about round 22. Let's do it. All right. Um, all right. We'll kick straight back into who's playing who and where they are playing. Uh, Friday night, uh, Broncos are back to the usual time slot of 7.30 <laughs> on a Friday night. They play the uh, Bulldogs up at Suncorp Stadium. Um, the odds for the game at the moment are $1.45 to the Broncos, two seventy-five for the Bulldogs to win that game. Um, boys, is there any chance of a dog's upset? Uh, yeah, possibly, but I think the Broncos will uh, be, you know, bounce back. The bounce back factor will be, you know, through the roof, and uh, we might be at the casino watching that there, boys. Uh, Broncos 1-12. to Yeah, well, uh, MG will be in Nelson watching, I think. But um, anyway... Uh, the Dogs, uh, I would have said they had a big chance in this game, except the Broncos lost last week, and yeah, the Seagulls didn't do fun. them any favours, and the Broncos are going to be up for it, and it'll be a good game, though, bloody good game, but yeah, yeah Broncos. Imagine what Wayne Bennett's going to be saying all week, bro. Count me out, count me out, count me out. Ugh. Yeah, he'll be like, I reckon, as I said um, during the game, boys, I reckon Wayne Bennett enjoys losing. Yeah. I reckon it's, uh, you know, it emphasises coaching yeah. more, and he can... You know, tell them, you know, you're not as good as you think you are sort of thing. And Bring him back down that, to earth. That's how I reckon he works. He'll love it. You know, boys, the uh, other Friday night game on that one is uh, the Seagulls taking on the Rabbitohs at Brookvale Oval. The odds for that game at the moment are $1.90 apiece. Um, boys, I've written down here, coin flip, who the fuck wins this one? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll call heads. Yeah, you go tails, I suppose. No, I actually like the Rabbitohs. Um... I think the Seagulls, they played outstanding last week, fair enough. But I think the Rabbitohs have got a very good forward pack. Um, you know, similar to the Broncos in fairness, but I think the Rabbitohs are really coming into form. Uh, I've been a big Rabbitohs hater, but uh, I'll be picking them in this one. GI for a double, did you say? Yeah, um, I like, yeah, like I said, I like the Rabbitohs. Two absolutely fantastic Friday night games, though. Yeah, well, it's a games. shame they're both on Friday night because uh, the rest of the weekend will be a bit of a letdown. Um, I'll, uh, I'll say that Manly. We'll just win, say one to twelve. I'll be ripping that uh, Wellington um, when watching those two games, boys. I probably won't even, won't even get to watch them because I'll be uh, just uh, on the NRL app, G. Just do the preview. Two yeah, minutes. Can't wait. Some people are married, some people aren't. MJ. That's it. You got to do it. The wife, happy wife, happy life, boys. Um, no sad day. Oh, jeez. Sad day brings us uh, the Warriors taking on the Dragons uh, in Wellington. I'm actually a Nelson. Uh, on this day, I'm actually yeah day before, so oh, cheers for that one. <laughs> Thanks for uh, that. The missus uh, cheers book, book the tickets. All good, Ash. Um, but boys, the odds for that one are a dollar ninety a piece again. Wow, um, wow. Boys, the curse of Westpac and the Dragons coming gaining a bit of momentum. Uh, what happens in this one? I'm taking uh, the Dragons probably one to twelve because I don't know if the Warriors can yeah. can hack another Westpac game. I don't I don't think the uh, Warriors can score as many points as the Dragons. Dugan's finding some good form. Dragons one to twelve. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I'm thinking the same way. Can't believe Hurrell's been dropped for oh, a what a disgrace. Um, you know, there may be something going on in the background that hasn't been made to the media. You know, maybe I know Harold loves drinking and I've got a lot of mates in Auckland who see him on the piss there. So he might have done something like that. Um, but, you know, the Dragons rounding into form and the Warriors are just poor. And, man, I reckon the Warriors are going to be lucky to win another game because I know they've got the Cowboys coming up too. Yeah, Mate, they've got to win this game because yeah. it's going to only get harder. To be, yeah. to be, to, to be fair, Blue, we're only waiting for next year. Oh, just, just, um, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next Saturday game, we see the Sharkies taking on the Cowboys at Ramonda Stadium. Um, the odds for this one, boys, are the Sharks two forty-five to the Cowboys a wow. dollar fifty-five. Um, it's a tough game for both teams. Uh, a must-win for both. Oh, probably not a must-win for both, but. A, a game where both teams would really, really like to win. Sharks edging into the uh, securing an, a, a playoff berth, and the Cowboys trying to edge closer to maybe the minor premiership. Um, boys, it's a it's a tough game to pick. Who are you guys picking? I really like the odds for the Sharks here. Two dollars fifty. I mean, they're just on another level at the moment. I think I mentioned before, seven out of their last eight have been victories. Um, I'm going to pick the Sharks, and yeah, I think they're going to. Get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just know this game is going to be an absolute shit fight. And I know for a fact that the Sharks were the ones who actually broke the Cowboys' winning record. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I know Up JT there. was out. Um, it was during Origin. But, you know, in fairness, Gallon's out. Um, I really like the Sharkies. Um, those odds as well. And, you know, at Ramonda's there, you know, I reckon they'll get the job done. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, the uh, last last game of uh, Super Saturday with your mate Sherbo. Oh, yeah. Um, sees the Mighty Eels taking on the Panthers at TIO Stadium. Um, Stephen, I know you're looking forward to this game, mate. Uh, the Eels are paying a, a, a juicy $2.40 to the Panthers $1.57. Um, again, a must win for both teams. Eels don't want to get the wooden spoon, um, but the Panthers are must win if they're going to have any chance of making the eight. Um, but seriously, it's probably a bit of maybe even an upset special. The Eels, I could see maybe... Getting, getting one over the Panthers. Mr. Fish, your thoughts? Don't care. Move on. Right. Yeah, shit game. Um, I agree with MG. I reckon the Eels have got a decent chance this one. ET for uh, 80. You hit it here first. 80 missed, 80 missed tackles. Mm, not bad. Um, boys, the first game on uh, Sunday, 2pm, uh, the Storm take on the Titans at Amy Park. Um, the odds for this one are a non-surprising $1.15 to the Storm and $5.50 for the Titans to beat the Storm down in Melbourne. Um, boys, an absolute steamroll from the Storm. I think the score line will be probably, the line in that game should be about 22.5. I don't see the Titans scoring more than eight points. Yeah, um, I mean, the Titans won... Last week, but I mean they were playing the Eels. Whipty fucking do. Um, I think you know the Storm. They lost heavily last week. They got embarrassed by the hapless uh, Tigers. So they're playing at home. They're playing the Titans are an, abs- are an absolute basket case. They'll win. Up for a big one. I don't think by 22 points, MG, but they'll win 13 plus. Yeah, yeah um, Titans. You know they've got Caesar back, Algy, uh, but you know hard to go past the Storm. As Fish said, bounce back factor. Uh, I don't think the times we get absolutely fresh, but uh, yeah, saying around the sort of 15 point mark. Yeah, it'll be comfortable. Surprised. It'll be yeah. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, the next game, boys, is uh, a, a game that's along the similar lines with uh, that one. The Knights are taking on the Roosters at Hunter Stadium. 
Um, the odds for this one, uh, the Roosters are paying a dollar thirteen to the Knights five dollars eighty five at the moment. Um, boys, I think the Knights' woes are going to continue. I mean, they couldn't stand up for Danny Badiris in the last Danny Badiris in the last game, and I give them fucking no hope in standing up for him in this game, boys. I'm actually uh, surprised the Roosters aren't shorter favourites than that because dollar thirteen is not too bad, you know. Shuck a hundred k on it and come around thirteen. That <laughs> <laughs> is but, uh, a guarantee. The Knights, if they win this, I'll be absolutely shocked. They've been horrible all season. Even if uh, the Roosters are off their game, they'll still win thirteen plus. Uh, guys, bank it, Roosters. Yep. The uh, Roosters only have to try for about twenty minutes and they'll win thirteen plus. Yeah. Sunday afternoon, it'll be sunny. RTS, he's going to get hundred. 100 points. 100, 100 points. <coughs> I caught it last week and uh, we didn't quite get there, but um, I think we'll get there this week. Boys. Yeah, well, Monday night, lads, brings us, to, uh, brings us down in uh, Canberra. Should be a nice uh, warm one for the Tigers. Uh, the Raiders are taking on the Tigers at GIO Stadium. Um, I reckon the temperature of this game is probably going to be sitting around maybe 1 to 2 degrees. Um, the odds for this game are $1.48 to the Raiders. Uh, $2.65 for the Tigers at the moment. Um, boys, it's another tough game, but I think the Raiders uh, are going to get the edge on the Tigers here. Yeah, um, it's a tough game. It's not the best Monday night game, but we've got a few fantasy players in, in, that, in those teams. And uh, like you said, MJ, I think the Raiders will be uh, used to the cold a bit more than the Tigers. And they'll get there in a close one, but... Um, it's, I mean, I could see the Tigers winning easily. I don't think Tedesco will score as many points No, um, it's, this game. I think it'll be about 30, 30 to 40. No, I agree. Full a lot of errors. Yeah, it's going to be very dewy. You know, it's going to be in the negatives down there. It'll be very cold. wet ball. I agree with MG. But just looking at the draw this week, uh, fuck, the first four games are outstanding. Yep. And the next four are a disgrace. That's so, like a Knights game. You know, what is that? From 7.30 uh, Saturday, you could find me smoking a bowl of rum <laughs> and uh, going off to Club Live. See the Eels, Panthers. <laughs> God. Monday night, Club Live. Steve, meet you Disgraceful there. games. Yeah. Um, boys, so that's round 22. Um, again, yeah, the first four, like you said, Steve, great games. The next four, fucking yawn fest. Um, boys, I've got a little, uh, little treat for you. Um, it's another uh, one of MG's specials. Oh. Little Who Am I, lads? Um, uh, run offman. So, boys, uh, I'll give you this little one here. Um, this player was born the 27th of September in Sydney and stands a modest 5 foot 11 inches. Have a guess. You didn't tell us what year, eh? No, I didn't. Did you hear a year? I didn't hear I'm a year. I'm just making sure. Dickhead. 511. Um actually no how about how about what I'll do we'll do we'll change it up a bit. I'm going to just get, I'm just going to say a line and as soon as you think you know who it is buzz in. Buzz in with your name. Okay. Little okay. fucking game yeah, right show right. host. So we keep all going. Right, so we keep down. Right. 27th of September in Sydney, all right? He stands 5 foot 11. He has won one premiership. All right? Has represented his country but has not scored a try. All right? This player, his debut was in 2013 against the Tigers. Stephen, you look like you're about to answer. Stephen. Have one go. Fuck! Fuck, that fuck up. is not a person. No, nope. um, I will not accept fuck. You said I was going to say it's the only Matati, but it's wrong. No, you are wrong. You said wrong. 2013. 2013. Uh, but in 2013, on the, in that debut against the Tigers, he scored a try. All right. 
He is an outside back. I'm drawing absolute blanks here. Okay. He's scored 11 tries this year. A hat-trick came a couple weeks back. Fish. Blake Austin. No, he doesn't play Australia. Blake Blake Austin is wrong. He is a centre. And in fantasy, he costs $360,000. Steven. It's Dylan Walker. It is Dylan Walker. My nigga. I reckon that's the way we're all with that now, boys. And the next clue was going to give it away. He plays for the Rabbits. So Dylan Walker debuted for Charlotte in 2013, didn't he? He debuted in 2014. No, he said... Where he played oh. four. Yeah, so that's what I was getting... For. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Oh, so he played for his country. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we tried, but his debut yeah. in the NRL yeah, was 2013. Oh, yeah. The way that I, I was thinking, Steve was thinking, right. was that he played for Australia in 2014. Yeah, right. We'd, but yeah, he played last he year played for Australia. 2014, he played yeah, four yeah, tests. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Australia and failed to score a try in those. Because um, he played like absolute crap. I've got a couple fantasy related questions here for you. Um, nice MJ. Just, nice just, just a couple, just a couple of weekly ones happen this week. Who has lost? There's two players, top two. Who lost the most money this week? Kane Snowden. There's two players. Kane Snowden. Yeah. No. No one. No one. Uh, there's no there's no dead air on radio, mate. It keeps going. I'm not too sure. Um, someone maybe like Benny Hunt. No, I'll give you. I'll give yeah, you. Uh, I won't give you any clues. I'll tell you who they are. Luke Brooks lost thirty thousand. Okay. What did he get? Don't know. Don't care. <laughs> and MCC lost twenty eight thousand. <laughs> Fair enough. His break even is pretty high this week as well. Yeah. Well, who made the most money this week was? I Joseph Tarpany. Yeah, I was about to say he should get the yeah. first one. Yeah. He made us. He made a modest thirty-one k. Respect. But who else made thirty thousand dollars this week? Someone that has underperformed this year and last year. Dylan Walker. Dylan yeah. Walker. Oh, I would have said that. Someone Bring that us. underperformed last Bring year us. and this year. But in previous years, years he has been a solid option in the centres. That's fine. He kicks goals. Oh, Croker. Jamie Lyon. Oh, Jamie, Jamie Lyon. He got 76, of course. Yep. $30,000 he made. Solid. Boys. Respect. Um, all right, boys. I think it's time to crack into a little bit of fantasy talk um, for the last uh, about 10, 15 minutes of the uh, podcast. Um, the big news coming out in fantasy uh, is the most uh, popular player in fantasy, Mr. Uh, Soliola, is um, out. Um, boys, who do we bring in? Bring in? Um, the I've got five written down here in front of me. Um, you've got the obvious options of Dugan and Walker. Um, then, Mr. Steve, you brought this one up earlier, Mr. Croker. Um, you've even got Ferguson, and you've also got Haru, who isn't Harrell, who isn't named, but could play. No, oh, he's not named, but could play later on in the season. Um, boys, trading out Soiola. Um, who do we bring in? Um, so, like you said, MG, Dugan and Walker are definitely the two obvious ones. I think you've missed another name there, and that's uh, Aiken. Right. He's had, I think, two quiet weeks, but um, previous to that, he was scoring, you know, 45 easy because we always talked about how he was, how he was one more in, making 20 plus tackles a week. Um, but I don't think you can go past Dugan or Walker. Yep. Um, at the moment, I'm probably going to go towards Dugan. Um, but it's always that case of whatever player you bring in. The other guy that you were going to get in is going to do better. Dugan's going to be more susceptible to injuries. Well, yeah. And also he's going to be injured, for it, sure. It's pretty simple. Um, if you bring in Dugan, everyone's going to bring in Dugan. So, you know, if you're in your head-to-head league or whatever, you'll be matching up. Good on you. If you want to go for something a little bit different, try and get a point of difference, 
um, take a bit of a risk. You know, D Walks or Croker or Fergo, pretty good uh, choices. But you know, majority of people picking Dugan. I'm actually probably looking at maybe Walker or maybe Croker just because I want a, a point of difference. MG, what about you? Yeah, well, I'm, I don't know. Um, I'm not bringing in Dugan because I'm fucking sick of injuries. John, he went down like four times on the weekend. Yeah, I, I just have my... If he's in my team, every time he goes down, I've got my heart in my mouth and going, fuck, oh, fuck, fuck. Yeah, now I'm, I'm already thinking of a trade. That is um, true. So I'm not going to bring in Dugan for him to get injured this week and have to bring in a player that I should have brought in. But honestly, who the two I'm actually thinking of, I'm not going to bring in Walker. Um, I'm either going to probably bring in Croker or Ferguson, to be honest. I'm just going to take a risk. Some uh, That's at that point of the, uh, the year that I'm just going to fucking take a risk. And I don't yeah. give a fuck. You only needed to come up big a couple of times, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm playing. In That's my, a massive. My matchup this week is um, <laughs> Yvonne Sampson, so it's a W. Um, and then we're into the finals, so. Yeah, I think um, at this stage of the season, it's also important to think about the draw, especially at centres. Um, you want to target the guys who maybe have a weak draw going into the end of the season. Their teams are going to score a lot of points. I know I've heard that the Raiders, uh, I haven't checked to be fair, but the Raiders have a pretty weak draw. Um, so Croker might be a pretty good option. Um, the only problem with Ferguson is he plays in such a stacked team that the Roosters often get up, you know, 20 nil whatever early, and they take the the foot off the pedal a little bit, and uh, Fergo maybe gets stuck out there, and you know they may roll to a 40 nil victory or whatever, but he might not get all the points. But yeah, yeah, I, I quite like Croker if he's got a weak draw, you know, the goal kicking too definitely. Helps. Yeah, that that boosts him up, you know, five ten points every mm. game, man. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mr. Fish, I knew you had a uh, question um, for us. Yeah, it comes, comes in here from our, I think, our only female listener, yep. Miss, uh, Miss Sarah Flett. And it says, um, so I've, I'm rolling with Cameron Smith as my primary hooker, and my other hooker is uh, Nathan Friend. Now, I want to upgrade Nathan Friend. Who should I upgrade him to? I can get absolutely anybody. Right. Obviously, so she must have a bit of coin in the bank. Um, so there's obviously, did she say how much money she had in the bank? Oh, I think she said she had 300k in the bank, so she get Can absolutely I? anybody. So we're talking Farah, Sigiaro, Leisha, and McCullough. Honestly, if I had Smith and no one else, I would bring in probably Sigiaro because of my little man, Stiffy. Yeah, Steve? Uh, I'll probably look at Robbie Farah. Um, I don't he's, know. He's, he's scored, scored poorly on the weekend. I think he got under, he under, got under 50, uh, 48 or something. Yeah, it's poor, but I think Farah, you know, has a good chance to be pretty solid the rest of the year. And the other option on with MG, I think Cigar could be a pretty damn good one. You know, he loves those friggin' attacking stats. Especially if we haven't looked, but like you were saying with Kroger, if he has a weak draw, his, his attacking stats could get a lot of offloads and a lot of line yeah, breaks. The, the, the flip side with a hooker. Though, is against those good teams, they roll through the middle. The Roosters, the Dogs, things like that. And Hookers actually, if you have a look, score really well against them. But, you know, it's a catch-22. Play a weak team, attacking stats. Play a good team, your defense stats. So. Yeah, two weeks ago, uh, Sigiaro got 94. Um, so, <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Oh, Last yeah. week, he got 55. But that with did a try. With, with a try. A barge yeah. of a try. And he, he, I think he missed five tackles or something ridiculous. And I think Sigiaro, at this stage of the year, boys, would be a sneaky little pod. Mm. Sure. You know, because a lot of people are probably rolling that Smith and McCullough or yeah, Smith and Leacher. For sure. For sure. Um, any other uh, fantasy questions that have moved to the boys? No? All right. Well, uh, that was um, another great episode of Big 3 NRL Fantasy Podcast. Come to a bit of an abrupt end because uh, we didn't realise we had no questions. But... Um, 
Be sure to like us on Facebook, um, NRL Fantasy Weapons. Thank you for allowing us to uh, put this up on your page. Um, boys, signing out. Any final final words? Oh, well, I'm going to have a, a little bit of a, a sneaky uh, upset pick here, guys. Um, ooh, a bit of, bit of Nostradamus. Ooh. I have a little bit of uh, Nostradamus, guys, is uh, the Sharkies. 1 to 12. Easy money. I haven't looked at the odds, but I'm guaranteed they're paying probably around the $4 mark, maybe just under. Put a sneaky uh, 25 on them, guys. Get your 100 bucks. If you got a missus, take her out for dinner. Not you ain't bad. got a missus, get the fuck to town. Find a lovely lady. Buy a couple of drinks. Couple shots, tequila. Easy money. Back home. Get it done. All day. That's how it's done. Uh, my little Nostradamus moment for the uh, for the week is uh, Brett Stewart. I guarantee you will score the first try at Brookvale. The motherfucking Prince of Brookvale. He's back. The fresh Prince of Brookvale. He is back. Uh, get is on. He back? It's nine bucks. <laughs> it's nine bucks. Get it in. Get it done. Boom boom. Mr. Fish. <laughs> oh, Mariska Hagate. My Nostradamus uh, uh, moment of the week is going to be the Knights. And they are going to be held to under eight points. Oh, well. Way to pick the easiest option available, What's that, Matt. dollar one? Well, I actually had the Sharks, uh, but Stephen stole that one, so that's yeah, fine. that's fine. That's fine. Anyway, people, thank you for listening to us. I know you love us. Talk like shit. Us. Uh, just like us, share us, do whatever. Just listen to us. Inside the top, we appreciate it. Um, and I'm sure we'll see you on the final ladder. Way up the top, you find us three. One, two, three. Me at the top. Sayonara. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.